What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. to mass mayhem this is episode 29 we're done after this uh i am dave june mike joining me is tune master tim hello hello there i'm so glad winter's here (laughs) (laughs) i'd rather talk about the weather than talk about mask episodes oh yeah i'm not a big (laughs) fan of winter but oh my gosh these were some bad episodes (laughs) we're in for it today (laughs) oh man I'm, i'm just so glad that it's over honestly yeah, me too. <laughs> it just... Uh... Ladies and gentlemen, I've said this many times throughout the entire podcast lifespan. Just because we are bad-mouthing the cartoon and we are legitimately pointing out things that we find wrong with it does not mean in any way, shape, or form that we are trying to take away your enjoyment of the toys. The toys were great for the most part. I loved Boulder Hill, I loved Rhino, I loved Thunderhawk, I loved Switchblade, I loved Raven, um, you know, loved all the toys. But the cartoon in the racing series, it's like they don't even try anymore. Oh yeah, you know, if, if you don't know what we're talking about, if you didn't own the toys or grow up seeing the commercials... You know, go on YouTube. They have some commercials on there. Uh, if you just search Mask Toys, uh, there's this great website. Um, sort of has sort of a orange or yellowish background. Um, it, it has a list of the toys and all the figures, uh, the the boxes that they came that they came in. So it's it's really cool, and you can see how neat these toys were. But man, the show is just. It's so bad. And, you know, we had trouble with season one, but season two. It is just so much worse. Yes, 
It really, really is. So, we're going to get into the final four episodes after this. And the winner of the modified stock division at the National Hot Rod Championships is Brad Turner. All right, Chopper. Great race. You jumped the start, Turner! No, I didn't, Vanessa. You did! You were across the start before I'd popped the clutch! Because I'm faster! You're a liar! You're a man who will do anything, including cheat, because he can't stand to be beaten by a woman! Stop blaming your loss on everything but the real cause. You're driving! We'll see who's the best! When it really counts, I'll eat you up and spit you out. Soon, Turner. Soon. All right, ladies and gentlemen, first up today is for one shining moment. This really should have been the series finale, ladies and gentlemen. It really should have because they really do leave it on a cliffhanger. But um, according, and I've had to go to TV.com to get better descriptions for the show. Um, the location is Chicago. Venom organizes a charity race uh, between Matt uh, in Goliath and Miles in Buzzard. Uh, Bruno impersonates Brad's voice in a call for help to lure Clutch into a Venom trap. Venom double-crosses Mask and Miles steals the charity money. Um, really, this should have been the series finale. It really should have. Um, I don't know why it wasn't. Okay. Because, well, the reason why I say that is because Miles' brother brings up a good point. Why not go legitimate? Why not try, you know, why not pull a Dr. Evil and, you know, take over Starbucks and everything else? You know, why not? Yeah. You know, um... Yeah, and, and of course. No, I, no, I mean I I like that aspect of this episode actually too. And you know, his brother is being serious about it. You know, I thought that he was just saying, you know, let's just do it and you know, it's just going to be a ruse and we're going to we're going to flip anyway. But then he's really upset and somewhat disgusted at Miles that you know, he's not legitimately trying to be good and that they're stealing the charity money. Mhm. I don't think they did enough with this plot, but I, I liked it. I mean, I liked that they, they came up with this idea for this episode. Yeah. It just was kind of, I don't know, again, because they end it on that, oh, well, this should be, you know, you know, we, we, we will always fight Venom and we will, you know, we, you know, this, that, and the other thing and everything else. And then, you know, Matt says, oh, it was kind of nice not to have to fight Venom. And I'm like, wait, what? Really? Seriously? That's the cliffhanger you leave it on? Yeah. And, and maybe that's where some of the confusion comes from, um, mm -hmm. you know, with, with watching these episodes. I mean, they have not been released on DVD. No. Nope. Um, I don't know if they ever made it to VHS. Probably not. Um, but on YouTube, the, uh, the person who has listed these videos, they list this one as being the final episode of the series. 
Yeah. And probably for that reason, because it is kind of tied up in a nice little bow at the very end with, like you said, you know, it's like, okay, well, we're going to fight them, you know, to the end, no matter what, you know, wherever they are, we're going to race them. We're going to fight them. Mm -hmm. So that was a nice way to wrap it up versus what we end up getting later in cliffhanger, which is the final episode, which I think is still a decent episode on its own. And we'll talk about that, but um, you know, we'll get to that later, but this one, it did have that nice, that nice wrap up at the end. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's get to the high and low beams after this. Sorry. Gee, that's nice. Nice. What planet have you been living on? It's an honor just to take part in the Mesa Verde Memorial. We're going to be representing the chief's tribe. When the native Americans originally raced, it was on foot. Those braves were brave. I really am excited, Calhoun. I just can't stop thinking about Vanessa. Vanessa? As in Venom's Vanessa? The same. She's becoming real paranoid and hateful. It's gotten a lot more personal than just Mask and Venom. Because you always beat her? Right. And she won't accept losing. Claims I cheat. Calhoun, I get the feeling that soon it could become a real battle between us. For survival. All right, high and low beams, what do you got? So as you mentioned there in the plot synopsis, so Bruno can do impressions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's new. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he did some good ones as well. So just like people he was impress- uh, impersonating. So, yep. Um, there was a Laurel and Hardy reference in here. I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Um. There was also another moment that wasn't meant to be funny, but it's just so corny. It actually made me laugh out loud. And that's uh, <laughs> as the announcer is saying, you know, here, you know, here's Matt Tracker and Miles Mayhem getting together. Everybody be quiet. This is an important moment for world peace. <laughs> Again, one of the reasons why I say this should have been the series finale. Um, and... It was good that they they remind us that uh, Miles was once good, and and he's even um, said as being responsible for getting Mass started in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you know, for me, this had some weight to it. Um, I like all the continuity things that they try to basically shoehorn in with Miles and Matt and. And the brother and everything else, I, I do like that. Um, but again, realizing that it isn't the series finale, like I said, I watched them out of order because I thought this was the series finale. Uh-huh. This serves better as a finale than it does a middle episode. Like in the middle of the season. Yeah. Um, it makes more sense as the finale. The other one does not at all. Um, I mean, it wasn't, I, I, I still don't like the vehicles. I still like Matt traded in uh, traded Thunderhawk, which is essentially what a Camaro or a Corvette or whatever it's supposed to be. Yeah. Camaro. Um, you know, he traded in a Camaro for an IndyCar racer. Really? Seriously. It's just, I, I, and throughout the rest of these episodes, you never see the, the, the transport plane that they used to use mm-hmm. and you never see rhino that's the biggest problem i have with season two you never see rhino ever again 
And you never see Bruce ever again. Bruce isn't in any of these ten episodes. No, he's not. No, we see Alex a few times. And yeah, we see Alex. We like, see uh, Brad, Buddy. Yeah. We see Brad and Buddy most of the time. We don't see Dusty. We don't see Gloria. Like I said, you know, for for the most part, we don't we don't see Rex. We see him like for a half a second in one episode. We don't see Dagger. It's it just uh, yeah, that's the thing I I don't like. There are other cartoons where that has happened, or even other TV series. You know, you mm-hmm. you basically end up losing the characters that are most interesting, or in this case, some of the vehicles. Too. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the vehicles are as much part of the series as the characters because, you know, the characters don't have much personality to begin with. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, you lose those things that you really like. You know, we we love Thunderhawk and, and Rhino. Those are the two coolest vehicles. Bruce was funny. We don't see Honda either. We both talked about how we yeah. like him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we miss Switchblade. We don't get Gloria back. I mean, she was awesome. We've got – so basically, Mask doesn't have any female team members at this point. Nope. Uh, we get Vanessa on the mask side. She shows up quite a bit in season two. So, yeah, those things that, you know, that we like the most from season one that made it more interesting to watch are now, now gone. They're non-existent in season two. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. What would you rate this one? Uh, you know, yeah, it, it has some moments that were okay. Um like you said, it may play better as a as a season finale, um, but again, it's it's just a lot of racing around and blasting at each other uh, with a few moments sprinkled in here and there. So I still didn't like it that much overall. I'm going to give it two two masks. Mm. For me, I was going to give it two masks if it had been the series finale because I think it was good enough as a series finale. And I know my logic might be flawed here, but looking at it as a regular individual episode, uh-huh. that they basically put all the continuity in there, which I love continuity. Everybody knows. Everybody's listened to me in the last six years that I've podcasted. They know I love continuity. And it's one of those things where they put all of it in, but it's just a middle episode. It's like they... Forgive me, folks. I recently read Image Comics series Sex Criminals, so it's kind of like they blew their load too early <laughs> is really what this episode is like. So I got to give it one mask. Yeah. Just just for the continuity. It only gets one. Well, you know, good good writing, you know, dictates that, especially with, like, TV, okay? I was watching uh, some special features on uh, a DVD for a series that I like to watch. And... Mm-hmm they were showing some of the scenes that had been deleted. Uh, and they talked about, you know, your, your series, um, your series premiere or your season premiere. It is a different type of episode than just your standard episode. It needs to have Mm -hmm. certain elements. You know, you may have, you might have new viewers coming in who need to know who these characters are and what their motivations are. So you need to, to reintroduce those. Um, and same thing with, uh, you know, a season finale or a series finale. Those need to be bigger. They need to, to have some impact. And, um, and, and so that's why, you know, I think like what you're saying is this one had some of those elements and it would have fit better as the, the series finale. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not necessarily that, you know, it, and if it had been, it would have received more credit as a good episode because of that, because it's just like just thrown in here is 
basically what like the the fourth episode from the last Mm -hmm. it loses its impact pretty much yeah pretty much yeah so we're gonna move on to the next episode after this talk me into joining you guys. Huh? Hey, no reason to look so gloomy just because Venom decided to attend the celebration. Aren't we lucky? Most parties only have one pooper. This party's got a whole bunch. Alright, up next is High Noon. The location is unknown during the Wild West Festival an air, boat, and road race take place. The buzzard plane flown by the drone attacks the mask agents while Mayhem Brothers break into a secret airplane test center. Dun, dun, dun. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Um, so, yeah, uh, this one is... All right. It sounds wow. more interesting than it than turns it out is. to be. Yeah, because you think, oh, yeah. it's going to be so cool. You know, they're going to have, you know, land, sea, and air battles and, you know, this big race. And it's just, yeah, it's just not very interesting. I mean, there are a few moments here and there, but they don't pull it off. No, not at all. My one note about the plot that I actually wrote down, I said, uh, you know, and I mentioned this at the beginning of uh, last week's episode, I know I complained and complained and complained about the treasure hunting episodes, but holy hell, this is by far the worst ep of the series. (laughs) (sighs) God, it just... The thought of doing an air, land, and sea battle is, or sea race is great. Yeah. Uh, where's Dusty? Where's Gator? Come on now. I mean, where's where's Brad and Condor? Where are the classic frigging vehicles? I mean, come on. Well, you could have had, for land, sea, and air, you could have had, for air, you could have had Thunderhawk, because it flies. You could have had Rhino on the, on, on the land part, and you could have had Gator on the sea part for, for the mask team. On the Venom team, you could have had um, Manta on on land, uh, Switchblade in the air, and Piranha Mm -hmm. on the sea. Mm -hmm. Like, that would be a land-sea-air race that I would want to watch. This, not so much. I I will say that the animation in this one picked up. It was better. It was more like the animation we saw in the first episode from Series Mm -hmm. 2. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Any other thoughts on the plot, sir? No. Let's get to the high and low beams after this. In today, the renovation slalom is former temp and sub pilot A. Riker. Look at that! 
to clip Wonderbird's wings. What'd you like about this one? Anything? Yeah, there were a few things. As I said, I, I like Bulldog. It's the semi on the mast mm-hmm. side. It's pretty cool. It's kind of a semi in a tank. Um, so it's great seeing that. Again, I also like Wildcat, which is the mask tow truck, but I don't think it was in this episode. Um, Vanessa still teasing the mask team and giving them a hard time. Um, yeah. And at one point, she wants an ice cream cone. And it seems like Matt doesn't know how to answer. Everybody's kind of standing around frozen, not really sure how to respond. Yeah, it's just tragic how bad the writing has gotten for this series. Not that it was great in the first place, but just no. Yeah. Um, yeah, that looks like that's the last of my high beams. What about your low beams? Really? They're going to head them off at the pass? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe that. That's terrible. Talk about bad writing. Head them off at the pass. Stand back to back. Walk ten paces. Turn and fire. It's like, oh, God. Um, you, know, you already mentioned the ice cream cone. I wrote down, what the actual hell? An ice cream cone? Venom won't run, uh, won't ruin Tracker's fun. What in the weird, weird world are we living in here? Uh, it, uh, and then the PSA. Um, always wear your helmet. Seriously, they've never had this PSA. Like I know before, you know, Optimus Soul and I in the beginning part, first fourteen episodes of the podcast were complaining about some of the PSAs being repetitive. They've never had a you know helmet safety thing. Okay, I yeah. honestly think this was just a shoehorned way in to show T Bob one last time. Right, we get to see T Bob one last time. He doesn't speak a word. Okay, right. Um, and the other thing is, this is a good message in the PSA. Okay, but I know yes. I know we both agree on that. But Scott has never worn a helmet while riding T Bob ever. Yeah. Nope. Nope, he never has. And I, I, you know, I hadn't even thought about that. We talked about uh, vehicle safety and how Scott wasn't mm-hmm. buckled up in uh, Thunderhawk mm-hmm. at one point way back. You know, who's gonna? Mm-hmm. You know, we can't forget that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and no. you made a very valid point. We have screenshots and everything to prove this. Yeah. So. Yeah, now to throw in that, yes, you should wear a helmet. Yes, it's a good message. But then we have had Scott this whole time without one. Yep. So um, a couple other things I did want to mention. I, I talked about this. Uh, well, I mentioned this, I think, with the first episode we talked about today. But it's Ace here who sounds exactly like Rax. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Rax. I'm taking notes, and I, I hear who I believe is Rax, and I look up, and it's not, and it's Ace. Mm-hmm. So, you know, bad on the voice actors and the voice director here for, for not doing something to differentiate those voices. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing, we've talked about this several times, about how all of the team members can now hear each other. 
no matter what yeah. team they're on. Venom's hearing Mask. Mask is hearing Venom. Mm-hmm. And I don't like it when people are in two very different locations and if they can still hear each other when they don't even have helmets on or have no business hearing each other. So, for example, um, Vanessa here shouldn't be hearing Ace after he is ejected, after actually actually she's ejected from Manta, mm-hmm. and Ace is still flying around in his jet, locked in his cockpit, and they're having a conversation. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. We are going to get to the second to last episode of the day after you give this one your rating. What are you going to rate um, High Noon? Yeah, this one's getting one mask. Same here. Just, It's just horrible. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on to the next episode. Senoras and senoritas, buenvenido greatest event in the history of Tijuana, the Baja in the world. Welcome to the Battle for Baja. And now, join with me to greet the most ferocious vehicles ever assembled for our road So the series finale, ladies and gentlemen, the series finale, which should have been the other episode, but sadly it's not. Oh no, wait, this is the Battle for Baja. Whoops. Um, the Battle for Baja. Mask and Venom race across Baja Desert. Matt has loaned Goliath 1 to the President's son, Raul Vega, for the race. Venom wants to kidnap Vega in order to hold him for ransom. Um, well, at least it isn't a treasure hunt plot. It's still a race, but at least it isn't a treasure hunt. Um, thoughts sir <laughs> i i can just say everything i need to say in just like two minutes or less and just and just wrap okay. it up because i mean i really don't have much to say on this one it's it's a thin plot um we've kind of seen it before but really it's just another reason to have a race we have another long race with a big battle um lasers firing and whatnot it is well animated i'll, I'll give it that it doesn't look bad um, but other than just a few character bits here and there with like the president's son wanting to win the race so he can impress his father. Um, mm. and then I think they basically just let him win, which I did not agree with either. No. Um, there's nothing to it. I, I did Pretty not much. like this one at all. I hated this one. This one gets my lowest rating. Well, I've given a zero already, but uh, this one's like negative one almost. This, this is bad. I'm giving it zero. I just get it all out there right now. I don't even want to talk about this episode. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you on the zero. Um, and what the hell kind of a name is Maxie? I mean, I, and and they're twins. They had like were they trying to save money on the animation and making Miles and Maxie have the exact same fucking mask, the exact same costume, and even in the episode before when they were when Miles was dressed up as the peanut vendor, you could see the two of them look exactly alike. It's like they were trying to save money on the animation. Mm-hmm. And this episode in general, this episode just sucks. Yeah, absolutely. It- I mean, the only really difference does. between them, I I didn't like that either. I mean, 
they're when they're racing around, they're in their mask, and it's like, okay, well, they both have identical masks. They're brothers or twins, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they look exactly the same, except for Maxie has a monocle for crying out loud. Um, yeah. And I guess his name is Maximus, so you know, I call him Max or Maxie. But it's, I don't know. It's weird they call it that he calls him Maxie instead of Max. Yeah, it's still. Uh, it it just. <sighs> I need to watch a good cartoon after this. <laughs> like seriously, I know. So I've been we there. are, yeah, we are gonna move on to the quote unquote series finale after this. Maxie, I agreed to let you join Venom because you're my brother. But don't try to tell me how to run my organization. I know what I'm talking about, Miles. You have no idea what you're talking about. The very idea of Venom going legitimate. Huh? Try to listen to reason. Reason? Reason? I don't know where you get these strange ideas. Don't you understand how much more power, real power, we could have if we established ourselves as a force for good? All right, folks, this is it. The quote-unquote series finale cliffhanger. Uh, um, the location is unknown. Brad and Vanessa take part in a drag race, and when Brad wins, Vanessa accuses him of cheating. Later, Mask and Venom take part in a race held in memory of the great ancestors of Nevada's tribe, uh, Buzzard and Buzzard and Mantis steal military stuff, and other stuff happens, as we've already said. Um for one shining moment should have been the series finale. Um, any thoughts on the plot? Uh, plot wise, not really. I mean, I I don't think the plot is uh, the real highlight here. I I think the, the biggest draw really is the interaction between Brad and Vanessa. That's what I was focusing on in this episode. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So, we're just going to get straight into the high beams. No fooling around, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I had three things written down. Brad and Vanessa sitting in a tree. That's all <laughs> I can think of is that old that old school nursery rhyme. Uh, the only other cool thing about this episode is when the chief uses the totem. I love the totem. Like, out of all the new mask powers, totem is my favorite because it's so cool looking. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely agree. I think it's so cool. And they have to animate that. You know, this is not CGI digital effects stuff. They're animating each one of those totems that comes flying out. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a neat power. I like it a lot. It really is. Um, holy crap, Scott is in the PSA. Haven't seen him or T-Bob much lately. Now, I wrote that originally when I thought this was the middle episode and where I thought for a one-shining moment was the series finale, but we've already seen Scott and T-Bob once. So... Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, as a series finale, this is kind of a letdown. Yeah, it's a good episode on its own, but as a season finale, yeah, it it's sort of lackluster. It doesn't have those key moments where, you know, you mm-hmm. probably want to bring in more members of the team and you want to have that, that conclusion like we talked about with um, the other episode this week. Right. Where you know you have the you have Matt and the guys going yes you know we're we're going to keep the you know we're going to keep the fight going you know we're going to mm-hmm. battle them no matter what and we're going to win. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't get that here. We get a good episode, though. Yeah. This is a good middle episode, like I said. This is a good, you know, kind of like, hey, will they, won't they, you know, kind of a first date kind of episode. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. they were really trying to build up Vanessa and Brad's relationship. And they, you know, Vanessa finally actually, you know, other than just her natural beauty, her personality started to become more beautiful as she started her beauty on the inside started to show a little bit because normally she's just cold calculating and and just not not a very nice person at all no um and you know the whole thing with her and brad just kind of softened her up a little bit uh the rest of the episode honestly is forgettable outside of their interaction yeah it is i would say that the seeds seem like they're actually a very real threat you know, should Venom get them and use them? Um, so it's probably one of their most dangerous diabolical plans so far. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really play out that way. I mean, we just know that there is something that's dangerous they could get their hands on. But ultimately, you know, we're just chasing each other around. Mm-hmm. Um, now, don't you think, you know, going back to Vanessa... I, I noticed this in season two, particularly. I mean, she was always evil, okay? You know, she's mm-hmm. she's on the bad side. But her comments toward the men in the series, both the Venom members and the Mask members, she has ratcheted it up quite a bit, hasn't she? I mean, I, yes. I certainly thought so. And then that's even brought out in this episode, that Brad is, you know, talking about how... Just like, I don't know how she's like lashing out at everybody. Yeah, she, um, she's not exactly too happy right now. I mean, other than, you know, this whole new quote unquote potential relationship with Brad, mm-hmm. um, she's, uh, she's not a happy camper. She's more angry than usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and he senses that and makes a comment about it. It's not just, oh, well, she's bad. It's like he's he's noticed the pattern with it, that she's just getting more and more angry and actually mm-hmm. has some concern for her. Yeah, which is kind of nice to see. I mean, nice to see that the, lur- the lines aren't so set in stone that, you know, mask is good, venom is bad, blah, 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 blah. It... I think what this tried to do is show character growth for Vanessa, mm-hmm. but it came too late in the series. Like they really tried with some of these episodes to do continuity and character growth for characters, but it was too fucking late. Yeah. It really was. It really was. Um, there was a very funny moment to um, speaking of Vanessa where she's so tough that she stares down that snake. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah, uh, it, was. it was cool to see them do something like that. And then, you know, the real highlight here, um, as far as high beams go, is, is again, that interaction with uh, Vanessa and Brad where she wins the race. And I was actually surprised. I didn't know if she was going to win or not, but she wins the race. And Brad is not sour about it. You know, he's, he's very nice to her. He goes and opens the door for her. Just that one small mm-hmm. gesture. And you see Vanessa just, you know, turn at him and smile just a little bit before getting in her car. Yep. And I thought that was so well done. I thought that was it was written well. It must have been storyboarded well because it, it came through in the animation. And that was uh, 
that was great to see. It was a real highlight of this episode. Absolutely. And, and like I said, I, I wish it had been earlier in the series. I wish it had been somewhere in season one, you know, maybe even like, you know, midway, you know, 20, 30 episodes in or something. This one should have been thrown in there. Yep. Absolutely. And they could have built upon it between then and now. And maybe they have some sort of secret relationship or something. I don't know. Um, the only thing I wrote down for low beams, once again, is that I really miss Switchblade and Rhino and all the other cooler vehicles. Like, I don't like any of the vehicles. Like, the one that... Um, the one that is a bike that turns into a four-bladed helicopter thing, that one's kind of cool that Ma one of the mask members has. And Boris's is semi is all right, but the rest of them, they all suck. They really do. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only other one I like, like I said before, is Wildcat. I like the tow truck. Yeah. And its battle yeah. mode is kind of odd because it transforms, and it's kind of like off-kilter, but... I still think it looks pretty cool, but the rest of them, right. yeah, they're 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 just they're not as interesting. Overall, for an episode, only because I like the interaction between Brad and Vanessa, I'm going to give this a two. What about you? Okay, um, well, I, actually, um, I'm going to give it four. I, I liked it that much. I like those character moments that much. That I'm going to give it an, an above average rating. Wow. Alrighty then. So that's going to do it for us. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and close the show after this. It's Showtime Synergy, the latest review podcast from the GeekCast Radio Network is coming. So join TFG1 Mike, Nicole Hailstorm, and myself, Lady Wreck, as we will be reviewing all 65 episodes of Gem and the Holograms in a 25-episode-long podcast. You can find Showtime Synergy on iTunes and geekcastradio.com. We are the truly outrageous podcast that you want to be listening to. All right, folks, that's going to do it here for us on Mass Mayhem. The next time you're going to hear us is the series finale. Hopefully Optimus Solo will be able to join us for that. Um, it's been a fun ride with both you and Kevin on this show, but the topic is just so bad. <laughs> yeah, it has, it has been fun, and thanks for you know, asking me to host, I, I have enjoyed it, you know, even though the the content hasn't been all that fun to watch for the most part. Mm. Um, it, it has been tough. You know, you, you talk about, you know, sitting down to watch these episodes and maybe if you're just looking for something to do, you put one on and, you know, 20 minutes passes and you go on and do your own thing. But, you know, we're watching, you know, several episodes each week and, <laughs> and then preparing, like thinking of things we can talk about when they're just so excruciatingly bad. <laughs> it, it's tough. Yeah. I think we've made the most of it though. And, uh, it's been fun. Yep. And we are finally done. So you can reach us on geekcastradio.com. You can call the voicemail line 502-526-5821. Leave your name um and the show you're leaving a message for um you can follow at geekcast radio on twitter for all the other network updates you can follow me at tfg and mike what is your twitter tunemaster10 you can become a fan of us on facebook go to facebook.com slash geekcast radio network uh next time is episode 30 of mass mayhem where hopefully like i said kevin tim and i will be talking about the series finale for Mask. We're going to run down all kinds of cool things about the podcast. 
all kinds of quote-unquote cool things about Mask in general. Um, and then Mask Mayhem is done, so we will see you next time. Illusion is the ultimate weapon. 